I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I you know, said earlier, the, anything that the SEC does is uh, done with a, a stamp of excellence. And I appreciate Commissioner Sankey and his staff and everyone that, that pulls this off. It's a great opportunity for our kids, for our student athletes to tell their story, but also to give our fans an inside look at our program and our student athletes and the stories that they have. I also want to commend you on the job that you do in telling those stories, because I know it's difficult in today's age on breaking the story or having the inside, but keep it up, because there's uh, the only way that our story is told is through um, media, and I appreciate you doing that. Looking forward to the upcoming season. We've got a great group of returning starters or guys that played meaningful snaps on both sides of the ball. The thing I'm most excited about is the leadership and the culture within our football team. And it started with uh, the staff that I have an opportunity to work with collectively as you work together and you lose um, time gets away from you as you get into the, the season. You go the off season and recruiting and then you get into the opportunity for fall camp and there's not many times and opportunities that I'm out in front of folks to be able to talk about how important I think our staff is. And I think the most important, important part of our program, leadership culture, and the people that we have in the positions at Mizzou that we do. It starts with leadership, with Jim Sterk as our athletic director, and goes all the way through. We're aligned with our vision, uh, our belief system, and the ways and the approach that we're going to attack every day uh, in those areas, and I'm thankful to have the opportunity to be the head coach of this group. It's going to be an exciting year. I think we've got an opportunity for us to continue to move Mizzou football forward, and that's a little bit, if you look at the, the grand scope of things in a small, detailed focus, every day that I go into work, I want to make Mizzou better today than it was yesterday, and you do that consistently, and you do it over time, and before you know it, you've turned into the position that we're in now with momentum. And in 40-something short days, we'll be kicking off the 2019 season. I'm excited to have the opportunity to do that. With that, I'll open it up for questions. Hey, Barry, Dave with the Charleston Post and Courier. Uh, you look at Kelly, in your eye, is he an NFL quarterback? Is maybe his best chance to make the NFL as a receiver, defensive back, something else? No, I think you look at Kelly's, um, really, his progress that he made uh, – for us for 15 days of, of spring ball. And you look at the work that he's been able to put in, he has the skill set to be able to continue to play after this year. And I think play quarterback. So I'm excited about what he brings to our team and our organization. He's got leadership qualities, very low ego, uh, but also a tremendous competitor. And the things that he uh, can do at the quarterback position, we need 10 guys around him to play well, but also we need to design and be great teachers to put him in position to, to use those skills. Coach Drew DeArman, WCZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. When you decided to bring uh, Kelly Bryan and Jonathan Nance into your program, recruiting's changed a lot even the last few seasons as you've been head coach. What, what was the decision to, to – to, how do you approach graduate transfers and adding them to your program? Well, you want to look through the recruiting process in whichever way that your roster is built. You know, your team is built. Is it, a, is it a high school developmental kid? Is it a kid from high school that steps in and plays right away, a junior college transfer, or the grad transfer opportunities that, that exist? I think you're always trying to advance your roster, trying to make it better in every way that you can. And with those two guys, when we were able to make contact with them and have conversation, number one, I wanted to make sure that they fit with who we are as a program. 
and then have them visit our place and see if, if, if they thought it was a fit. And once that both of those guys got on campus for the official visit, the way that they interacted with our team, the interactions, the way that the things that they saw, the opportunities that were there to continue their career and have an impact, I think it was a perfect match on both of those situations. We also have a grad transfer last year that, that finished at Oregon in, in three years, Khalil Oliver, who's all three of those guys, if I look, since they stepped on campus, they all three have maintained a 4.0 GPA, and they've all been great members in our locker room. So we've hit on those guys, and I'm excited about that. So you've got to be active in how you build your roster and also make sure that it's a fit for both sides and our team has got to do a great job in being built the way that they are with the culture on making sure that they accept those guys for a short window of time that they have left. We're in the front row, Coach. Jesse Simon to VolQuest.com. Coach, you kind of expressed some frustrations, I think, in the spring about uh, Tennessee reaching out to some of your players. Have, have you and Jeremy kind of had the opportunity to kind of clear the air and, and kind of uh, put that to bed, or is there still kind of some lingering, still some lingering resentment there? No, Jeremy and I spoke, and you know, it, I wasn't just singling out one school. Um, you know, I was. We were able to visit in person uh, soon after that. We had we had uh, meetings in in Birmingham, uh, head coaches' meetings. So uh, it was good to be able to visit and and also understand you know how recruiting goes. So uh, you know, if I've got if I've got time to sit around and think about that, and then you know I've, I've got issues. So we're yeah we're okay, and uh, you know everybody's a competitor and um, want to build their team as as good as you can build it. And when you've got good players, you know that's that's a good thing that people want them. And uh, but you know I don't I haven't given another thought to that. Over here, please. If just speak loud if you could, please. Yeah, the thing that he has done, we, we poured everything we had in, in spring practice playbook-wise. And, you know, some of the things he was really familiar with because he had done at his previous stop, uh, and some of it was completely new. Obviously, the terminology was, was different. So you learned a foreign language around a group of guys that you've never been teammates with before. So the things that, that he was able to take and really progress throughout spring practice was impressed with that. But more than anything with that was his mental approach to trying to get better and trying to understand and understand the reasons why the play call was made. The situational part of football on how important that is. Uh, he's a great student. He understands and has learned really, really quickly. I think there's a number of reasons that go into that. Number one, he, he's hungry to be really good. I think that Derek Dooley has done a nice job on being able to implement and teach that. Back over here. Hey, Barry. Matt Smith, Southern Pigskin. You've had a pretty unique set of off-field circumstances since you've been back at Mizzou with Coach Pinkle's health and then the social issues on campus and now the NCAA issue. Now you talked in the other room about controlling the controllables, but for stuff like that, how do you take those things that come up and apply them to life lessons for a hundred, a group of 100 young men and even maybe apply it to football if you can find a link there? Yeah, it's always, there's always a link that you can tie the two together because you know in the, in the real world, uh, life is hard. And there's not anything that's really fair. You don't know what uh, hand of cards you're going to be dealt. But you know what? At the end of the day, nobody really cares. So for us, the approach together, culturally together, on working through and everything that I talk to my team about, I'm talking to my own sons. That's the approach that I take. And there's going to be hard, tough conversations that have transformed and made us into as close to a family structure as you can be. 
So don't try to run from any of those. Let's meet it head on and let's talk through it. And together, collectively, we will do what we need to do to become closer in our relationship and continue to move our program forward. You left out the first year that I came to this, the night before my athletic director retired, resigned. So you left that one out. Um, so there has been some things, but again, you know, it, you, you uh, make sure that you have um, your locker room built the right way, relationships, you're open, you're honest, and also you better have some mental toughness because that at the end, when you've got 117 guys that are aligned with the vision and they know what's going on, then things seem to work out. Coach right here, front left. Clint Schweitzer, Great American Sports Network in Kansas City. Can you just talk about some of the emotions that uh, you went through last year after suffering that uh, really tough loss to Kentucky? You come back and you beat Florida in the swamp. You had that emotional moment with your son, and then you wind up winning, uh, going undefeated in November. Just kind of some of the emotions that you went through during that time? Well, you look at, you know, you're, you're always, you're pouring yourself in, into your team. You know, that's, that's what we do. And just like you pour yourself into the job. And uh, that's the, the ability to have so many folks that are tied into, unfortunately, wins and losses, right? There's so much more to it than, than, than winning and losing. Now, ultimately, we're judged on wins. I get all that. But I look at, we have the highest GPA that we've ever had in consecutive semesters. Okay, we had over 50 guys above a 3.0 GPA. The involvement in the community, the things that we're doing that set us in position to win on Saturdays, it's all a process that all of those habits and the details matter. And then if you do those things and prepare the right way, then you got an opportunity to win on Saturday if you play your best. So within the conference that we play in, each week is going to be, you're going to be, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. I've got to remain consistent and steady for my team because every move that I make is watched by them and I owe it to them to make sure that I give them the platform to go be successful. Coach, I was talking to Kelly just about like a little bit of societal issues as it pertains to, to football, right? So for a football player, the, the playing field has changed recently in the past couple of years with the transfer portal, with the four games and being able to maintain your red shirt, you know, with potentially name and likeness coming, right? So it's, it's different now for a college football player. I'm curious, with those changes for the player, how does that change how you have to coach them? We better make sure that with every uh, societal issue that, that's out there, we're always looking to move and make football, college football better. Now, what is better? Okay, the, for me, as, as our team and the way that we look and approach that, it's through education. So we want to be on the front end and have open conversations about all those issues to make sure what are the, what are the, the drawbacks possibly out there, what are the advantages. And then also you look at make sure that your kids have the information that they need to make a decision. Don't let them read uh, and, and be able to find out for the first time on social media. Make sure you explain to them and they understand what our stance is, all the information pieces that they need to have to make a decision, and then support them on their decision. But also, more than anything, educate and care and teach them the things that are out there that they need to know about. Coach over here on the left. 
Coach, obviously, once the uh, sanctions were levied by the NCAA, it has to speak a lot about your program that you didn't have any rising seniors transfer. How has it been motivating your guys? Have you had to continuously uh, focus in on that, or are they sort of motivated themselves no matter what the outcome may be? Well, we know that once we receive the, the final ruling, that, that'll be another opportunity to continue to move forward. And But it says that's the, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that I'm thankful to be their head coach is because they're so invested in being as good as they can be in 2019. They're so invested in the relationships they have in our locker room that it's important to them to stick through it. It's also galvanized our fan base. It's made our team look at it as an approach. Uh, it's a little bit us against everybody. And I think through those opportunities and those experiences that we've been able to have, it's going to make us a closer, stronger team. I'm rising. Coach Joe Cook, WLTX. Um, what was your initial reaction when you learned that, that Kelly was interested in, in transferring and going, what was kind of going through your mind as far as the hopes of getting a guy that came from a championship winning program, the effect he, he could have on the locker room as far as planting seeds for, for success for your program? Well, the first phone conversation we were able to have, it, you know, have, it, it seemed like there was a connection to an extent. And then, you know, the next challenge then was, okay, there's a connection. Well, we've got to find a way to be one of the places he comes and, and takes a visit to see. Because I can tell the guys, you know, as, as long as they'll listen, what Mizzou is and, and what it's like. But when we get someone on campus, a prospect on campus, and they feel it and they see it and they get to walk the walk of the things that we've talked about, they want more. And that happened in Kelly's case. And I think more than anything, the way that our players and he interacted we had an advantage there. I don't know that he could move past that because he did feel connected. Uh, and then it came down with him having to make the decision and also understanding that his window of opportunity, he had to be right because this was so impactful for the next 40 to 50 years of his life on the decision that he was going to make. So he took a very mature process and, and thought out uh, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, 